from Second Stage Theater. See the new play from the writer NPR calls one of the hottest playwrights in America with Kate Bornstein, Josh Charles, Ty Defoe, Army Hammer, and Paul Schneider. See Straight White Men on Broadway for 10 weeks only. Visit 2ST.com. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Woohoo! All right. Howdy, 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 and welcome to the newest edition of One on One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, and we are live at Temple Base Studios right here in Holly Weird, California. Um, I want to say a big thank you to my producer and publicist, Dominic Friesen, for putting today's show together. Um, please follow us on uh, social media, 101 J. Cole, on all the platforms and my website, jaspercole.com. And also, shout out to BS Podcast Networks. Um, every other Thursday, we have a new show on their uh, network. So thank you so much to our advertisers and our sponsors. Thank you as well. And um, I want to get right into today's show because I'm always excited to see this wonderful talent. And we were doing a big catch up before before the show. Um, actor, comedian, writer, producer, humanitarian, Mr. Tony Tripoli. Hi, this is... Oh, hey, Let handsome. me tell you something. Y'all have missed some dirt. <laughs> being flung before we hit record. <laughs> My biggest pet peeve on a podcast is when people go, oh, I'll tell you offline. Like, I'm like, no, no bitch, I'm listening now. I want to hear, hear the shit. Now. But let me just say, Ellen went down hard oh, in our pre-show conversation. I, everything I go, Tony, can we talk about that? Uh, no, we'll talk off air. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of people went down today before this show. But That's anyway. Right. I, there's enough anger for everyone. There's, I have plenty of shit to say on the air. <laughs> the thing I've always loved about you, besides you're just a wonderful, gorgeous human being, mm. is your honesty. And, you know, we've talked about this before. Joan Rivers was my favorite all-time oh, comedian. She and she was your yeah, world and oh life. And, but I, even as a kid, I love people who tell, pull the curtain back on the mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. In show business in life or whatever. And I was always drawn to Don Rickles, Joan mm-hmm. Rivers, the, t- Toadie Fields, all, I guess they were called the insult comments. Totally, comics. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then today, you know, the the Sarah Silvermans and Chelsea Handlers and yeah. Kathy Griffins Griffin, and people. Right. And they're not always, you know, the most wonderful people off stage, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. But what they pull Although back. Although Sarah is. No, Sarah is. From that group. Sarah's, yeah. <laughs> Sarah's actually a wonderful human. Well, there so was like, one out of that One group. out of three. Hey, come on. That's yeah, all right. Yeah. Support our ladies anyway. But, you know, I haven't seen Tony since the election, and we follow each other on social media. And I've had people like to say to me, Jasper, aren't you concerned about how, how angry you get on, about politics and stuff? And I'm like, I don't know if it's because I'm just old, been around so long. I don't really give a fuck anymore. I, I think mean, that's good. It's I think like, that's one of the only things about getting older is you get to the point and you kind of go, well, listen, you know, history will repeat itself. Unless, unless we call this out right. and, you know, okay, we've, as a, as a world, we've been down this road before a couple of times, you know, just not here not quite as bad in the as US, this, but, but well, there's a lot of other countries that yes. have had this exact template That's right. happen. And I know it's real easy to be like, this is just like 1934 in Germany, but you know, it is strikingly similar yeah. to a lot of places, um, and you know the playbook is always the same. It's always don't trust the media. Mm-hmm. Only I'm the only one that can solve these problems. And the, you know I'm going to have a parade. Shut and down the defense be, department. Right. I mean, Anybody it, that can. Take, they always do this. Yeah. 
So, but people don't. I, I think, unfortunately, ninety percent, maybe I don't know. There's a vast part of our country who is just checked out. Even now, they're checked out. Like I'll oh. talk to people, and they'll say, "Well, Jasper, you know, I really, I just don't follow it." I, oh. I really can't. Or when people post on Facebook, I'm taking a break. Um, break. Yeah, nothing political on my page for a while. I just need to clear my. Um, fuck you. You don't. You don't have that luxury. I'll see you in the camp. This shit is happening. Yeah, we'll talk whether at or the, not the you post cat camp videos or not. Bitch. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. so I'm sorry. You're with us or you're against us. Right. Like, this is how this one is now, folks. It's shirts and skins. Yeah. You got to pick a fucking side. Pick a side. It, and I, and I hate to be that person no, because I'm so you. lazy by nature. I, I am. <laughs> to I would even much, pick a side, yes, it's a lot of work. I would work. much I know. rather not have to care or right. vote or ever look anything up. But right. you've got to yeah. now. It's just a terrifying time. And you know, right after the election, a lot of us went through that thing of like, well, I can't even, I can't b- believe they they voted for Trump, so I can't be friends with them anymore. I mean, I yeah. yeah. But now it's just, I mean, people would say to me, okay, well, Jasper, you know, they didn't know, we, we, we voted for one because we wanted a Supreme Court justice or we were one person, one topic vote. After this much time and you're still supporting this mm-hmm. fucking racist uh, asshole, mm-hmm. I don't have any use for you whatsoever. Well, where we are now is the vast majority of the Trump voter has realized that they were wrong, they mm-hmm. made a mistake, and but but now they just don't want Double to admit down. it to people like you and I. No. All of us that were posting, fuck all of you, and you're going to see, they are never going to give us the pleasure of going, wow, you were right. Right. I really bought the lie. Yeah. And so now they're just digging their heels Worse in out of spite. Yeah. Which, you know, is I mean, super it's human bad nature. for the country. But I'm also like, you know, my fear with the the beginning of the Trump administration was for me as a gay man. Right, sure. And Oh, but while, they said they're not going to bother that. Well, oh, yeah, he said. That he held the flag up upside down right. at one time. You're good. But as it turns out, he hasn't really done much that has affected me personally. I agree. Yet, I if agree. I'm honest. I agree. I'm, he's, he's really screwed our trans brothers and sisters. Right. But, but me personally, I have to acknowledge, okay, he hasn't turned my life upside down yet. But it's coming. And also... But all of you fucking Alabama and Arkansas Trump supporters, you have gotten fucked by him. You have been screwed by the tax cut. I was helped by it. So were you. Right. But those people have already been fucked by that. Those people's health care is already getting – I have great health care. Thank you. So do you. So it's weird that I'm sitting here saying to these people, you got duped and you are also being much more negatively affected by this than I am. Right. I'm just afraid about this. Oh, what if Roe versus Wade goes away, which I don't want to happen. But let's be re- – I'm not a big abortion shopper right. as an individual. Right. That's not – I've never gotten a woman pregnant and been, oh, God, girl, what are we going to do? You know? So, Yet. But yeah, yeah, there's – oh, there's always hope. But no, but so I, I just kind of go, these things that keep me up at night, mm-hmm. like I can't believe we live in a country where abortion might be illegal in a year or two. I just can't believe in two years what he's rolled back already with a, with all Obama's I, accomplishments. We've also just got to acknowledge that there's going to be six more years. This is not over two years from now. <sighs> he is going to be reelected, and we have to want that, and here's why. If we impeach him, although I'm sure there will be justifiable means he to won't get do an impeachment. If they were to impeach him, 
you just martyr him yeah. and you make his followers more of a crazy, dangerous right. cult. Even if he doesn't get reelected a second time, you've martyred him. Right. You've got to let him have the six years and pray to God that Ruth Bader Ginsburg can fucking Hang hold on, on for six more sister. years. Yeah. But you just got to let him, you've got to ride out the six years and hope that we can mitigate some of the damage with some <clears> of this <throat> blue wave, which may which or may not be, be even going to happen. And, but other, you know, and then at the end of the six years, you say to those people that love him, okay, you got your, eight, got years. your eight years. We had our eight years of Obama. You had your eight years of him. Now the pendulum has swung and our guy's going to undo most of what he did, except for the Supreme Court justices, right, which we lived which with for 30 years. But I, I just think that anything short of letting him ride out the right. six years is going to be much worse for us. Now, what did, do you have any thought on the theory that he would resign if it gets close to if they start indicting his son and his son-in-law and Ivanka and it, the family gets too close to be you know would would he just say I told you guys no, I think it's he'll all pardon f- them. it's all yeah I don't think he would ever resign no. under for Even though reason. I don't think he really thought he was going to win. No, I don't think he loves the gig. No, he's trapped now. I do think he loves being able to throw these the rallies anytime he wants. Yeah. And it's like that scene in Soap Dish where they go to the, to the mall to get recognized. <laughs> he can do that anytime he wants. That's he can, all he's ever he cared about. He can just fly to wherever, you know, and, and have a big, he can fly to fucking Ohio and have a big rally and go, wow, I had 10,000 people, people or 20,000 and I paid half of them, but I'm going to say it was 80,000. Right, right. And, you know, facts don't matter. So great. And then he, he gets his boner back. I have mean, you watched any of that Netflix, uh, Trump American dream? It's, it's no, four I episodes. Started yet. I have to tell you as much as I loathe, I can't even yeah. watch him. It starts in 1975, and it sort of starts where he was at that point in his career. With the, and you get to really see the father, when he was a Democrat, the father and the mother, and you get to see what a brilliant uh, Ivanka the wife was, as far as Ivana. Mm-hmm. Wait, is Ivana the wife? Ivana. Yeah. Um, and then the Marla Maple. You see his rise, and you see how Roger Stone that alien-looking freak. But brilliant. Brilliant. He was there starting in 1998 yeah. with that whole exploratory committee. You know, Domin- uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Donald started mm-hmm. thinking about running or whatever, and you see all the seeds. And then it was fucking Jesse Ventura, the governor. When Jesse Ventura right. pulled off that upset victory, right. and he, because remember, Donald was big into wrestling. He had mm-hmm, all this mm-hmm. So that was his like, oh my God, right. how if did you do le- that? If a, if a, Pro wrestler, wrestler can get elected, and, and then you'll see in this documentary, why not? He, all he cared about mm-hmm. is not about what was your policy, what were you running on, is how did you get the votes, how right. did you do it? It's it's so it's fascinating. Oh it's, yeah, I mean, listen, you know, Steve Bannon is one of the greatest political minds ever on the planet, right? And he was pretty much right about everything. Yeah. I mean, I, the what? man is just a big half-popped zit to me. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Doesn't he just look like there's always oh, some kind of pus oh, oozing he, out of that's somewhere? That's with makeup. Yeah. On. Yeah. But, but he, you know, as much as I don't like what he has been saying the last few years, he, he does understand human nature. He understands right. that voting base. He understands how to use uh, fear and fear, anger to fear motivate anger. people and— you know, again, though this can piss people off, it all goes back to religion, right? Because that's how religions operate. They're yeah. all just big fucking pyramid schemes right. that keep you frightened. And keep, so, if you keep people afraid, then they'll keep giving you the ten percent of right. their income, right. and they'll keep letting you make the decisions for right. them. So once now, you've got people, you, I, adult, I meet adults that will literally say to me, 
yeah, the Bible's true. And I'm like, well, okay, it if was you're one a grown book. man who thinks that there was a 900-year-old man built a boat big enough for two of every animal, and that's what, then I don't he, we care can't to hear your thoughts on anything. I know. Because then, of course, you can overlook anything, climate change, any fact I put in front of you, because you're able to pretend to believe something you know isn't really right. true. You're able to override your critical thinking. And as soon as you're able to override your critical thinking, nothing, nothing good ever comes to Nothing else you say matters. It's like that when your mother used to say, you know right and wrong, and you like you had that little mm-hmm. voice saying, Jasper, I shouldn't do this, yep. and you did it anyway, and it never worked. Right. That's, what, that's what they're doing, they these do. people. I know. Well, as someone who grew up, you know, Southern Baptist yeah. in Georgia, who wasn't, that wasn't forced upon me, but right. I was around it. Um, yeah. Are, do you like Bill Maher's show? Well, it's interesting. I, I know never you and miss I, the show. I'm I with you. We have our problems with him. I think that his transphobia is appalling. S- several he, phobias. I think he's the. I just think he's a terrible stand-up comic. Yeah. I think he's a brilliant interviewer, and I love him moderating that show. Yeah. I can't bear the monologue, and no. when he does those specials of that stand-up, which he doesn't write a word of. No. And then he gets out there and does the hackiest, he's very lamest happy. jokes. I, so, but his but religious, the show is important. you know, he's oh yeah, his he's mm-hmm. great with the panel. But his whole mm-hmm. take, the, only, the the thing about Bill is he he's atheist, which is yeah. fine. But he won't even allow anybody to have a religious thought. Like mm-hmm. if he, which you know, my whole thing is yeah, I kind of line up with that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I kind of feel like as soon as you start having religious thoughts, I, I, your intelligence has diminished. Right. To that's me, what in we my were, opinion. That's what we were just saying. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all like a, like an Ann Coulter who comes on his show, mm-hmm. and you're a producer, and you know how it's. I can do this as a performer, producer. I cannot like somebody and mm-hmm. what they're saying, but then I can step back and go. But she's kind of brilliant at, at doing sure. what she does. Yeah. And that's like what, you know, Bill and Ann Coulter are supposedly really good friends because I feel totally. like she's got a shtick and she's got a, a character she plays right. and right. she plays it brilliantly and she divides people or whatever. But mm-hmm. but I don't think the average person the thinks of that. Okay, the reason it's okay is because all she's doing is writing books. Right. And I can't handle it. In Mike Huckabee, who is just as much a bullshit, fake, false character, he thinks he's he just thinks he's so hilarious on Twitter with all his little zingers, and I'm like, you fat fucker. I don't follow but him, but he actually gets to go vote. That's right. And so, whereas Ann Coulter, I go, yeah, okay, First Amendment, say what you want to say. Yeah, even Milo Yiannopoulos, right? Don't you guys don't ban him don't from ban, your college. We can't be Just banning. Don't buy a ticket and go. Right. But, you know, or buy a ticket and don't show Just up. Don't show I up. don't know. Do I, what, you know. But we but can't start banning. No. Because if we're banning even, them, they're going to ban you and I, your even show. Even Alex Jones having his shit taken off YouTube and stuff. Like, I, I know that it's really mostly about saying he wanted to burn drag queens. And let me just go on record as saying they're very flammable. They're, they would go up they're quickly. They're especially flammable. So do Bless not even hearts. joke about right. burning a drag queen. We need our drag queens. We need them. They're the best of us. Not but on fire. What he's done, you know, to the Sandy Hook parents. Yeah. I mean, that's disgusting. Uh, but, but by letting them show. Banning people. Yeah. I don't know that that, I think they're, with on the internet, he's always going to have a way to put his videos up. And now you're really giving him. What he an, wants. An urgency and a level of yeah. importance yeah. by banning him from other places. 
Well, as a stand-up comedian, I really want to talk to you about this mm. this whole trend now with everyone's got to apologize for everything. Well, first of all, yeah. everyone's outraged about everything. You know, mm-hmm. comedy has become like, I know comedians that they talk about going to uh, college campuses. I don't know if you ever play colleges or- No, I never have, but I, but I hear about it a lot. The, the safe zones in college and they're so easily mm-hmm. offended by everything and you can't be- politically you have to be politically correct and yeah. it's like i just find that um the moment a comedian starts apologizing then we've kind of lost the whole point of well, having there, co- there are two things at play there yeah i have never played a college right but i know famous people that have and not famous people mm-hmm. that have all of the not famous people say colleges are great right and they're up for anything and they've never had a problem they sometimes get told uh, this organization, please don't do any jokes. You know, please don't do any rape jokes at all. Right. E- even though we're assuming you're anti-rape, <laughs> please just don't even mention it. It's it's a sensitive topic right. for on the camp. You know, they and look, you do a lot of shows, and they go, please, if you could just not talk about this particular right. topic, we appreciate it. Right. Okay, that's cool. But the famous comics all say, "Oh yeah, no, it's a nightmare. It's a disaster." And what that speaks to is just as a culture. We love to tear down people, people that we that are made successful. successful. Right. So I think that is just as much what's happening. That's interesting. As the sensitivity of the college campus. Right. I do think sensitivity on college campuses is stupid. It's, and yeah. it's the opposite of why you're why out you're of college. And, yeah. You should be challenged there. Right. Um, but I think it speaks to the bigger issue of we just love, and God knows I love to throw spitballs at all of the sacred cows. Right. But. At the end of the day, we, you know, as a gay man, I feel an obligation to support the works of other LGBTQ artists, right? Even if they're not my favorite, favorite cup of tea. Uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm Sam Smith is not my favorite singer in the world, but I'll buy every CD he ever puts out right. forever because to support, you should. Right. I will buy. A ticket to, do you know what I mean? Like, right. I have my tickets to Crazy Rich Asians right. opening weekend, even though I'm traveling and won't actually get to go, because I want a movie with an all Asian cast right. to have a huge opening weekend. Right. Okay. So, you know, and, and all the times that we've known each other, mm. I've never really asked you, like, I don't know where this all started, where you grew up. I don't know your journey. I, oh, Phoenix, Arizona. I mean, you, you yeah. grew up in Phoenix. Grew up in Phoenix and, and, have, and have moved back. I moved back exactly a year ago, yeah. this week, in fact, um, to be with my family. Right. So I'm better than you. You and, are. And uh, <laughs> I'm gorgeous just a nieces. Human. Oh, the, I have three little nieces that are so much fun. And and it's been great. And I drive back into L.A. for the nonsense of the show That's business. That's crazy and, world. And, uh, you know, there's nothing like having your show canceled to uh, show you that you've got a lot of free time on your hands. So this is a great time to be reading books to your nieces. Yeah. Um, I have three young girls that I have to teach to hate their bodies. Of course. You know what I mean? It's very important that they understand that they're never going to be enough. Um, no, it's so funny with my 13-year-old niece, the conversations oh, we have. Thir- no, we've 13. gone through, you know, Kim Kardashian's Instagram. And I'm like, no, you understand that that's a filter, right? <laughs> you understand that that's not really. That's not real. You understand she took 200 pictures and that's the one that looks like that. Right. Like, and my niece Do, just laughs. She? Do, yeah, she yeah goes, they get it, right? They get it. Young people have such a good bullshit meter. But I mean, I literally say to her, 
you need to understand every billboard you ever see as a woman is designed to make you feel that. Right. And that's what's going to motivate you to buy that Maybelline or that whatever. Right. So just everything you look at, you need to go, the the, the idea behind this is to make me know that feel I'm not enough. Feel less about myself. Right. right. And so if you know that going in, you at least have a fighting chance. And, you know, she just rolls her eyes. And I goes, love oh, that. My God. The perfect gay uncle. Yeah. It's, the gunkle. Uh, Uncle Tony's got to set it straight. Oh, so much if fun. you're just joining us, we're talking to the wonderful Tony Tripoli, uh, comedian and best known for uh, comedy, but also being with Joan Rivers, but also the many years of writing and producing Fashion Police on E. Yeah. So that was quite a journey, right? Let's talk oh, about so much fun since that's been what a year now. How long? Yeah, well, the show ended last October. Okay, so almost a year. But the last like two years, we were barely on. We were only on like eight or twelve a year. Right, and right. It was you know. How's it been now looking back? I mean, do you give yourself... Well, God, E is really right. circling the drain, isn't it? I'm like, I know. It's just the they, haven't made, they haven't made a good decision in a long five time. years. Yeah. So um, it's it's a shame. I, I have such an affection for the brand. Right. Um, but they realized right around the time that Joan... Before Joan passed... They were getting, and this is all hearsay. Let me just say, mm-hmm. I, I've only heard this as a rumor, so nobody comes sue me. But they were getting publicists and big name celebrities that wouldn't do things for E News and wouldn't give E News credentials to events because other shows were making fun of celebrities like The Soup, Soup. and Fashion Police. Okay. And so we started getting told. We really love Fashion Police, but we just need you not to say anything negative about anyone. And I'm like, okay, well, as head writer, the Everybody Looks Pretty hour is not going to get you a rating. Like, I, that is not a show anyone is going to tune in no. for. People are tuning in because they want to hear the old lady say, say some mean things, things. about Beyonce. That's just, and Beyonce, by the way, can take, take it. Take it. But, you know, so it was already becoming a real Water dodgy down. They thing. were already trying they to water were, it down. They were saying you can only mention President Trump once an episode because they didn't want it to be a political show. And, and it's like, yeah, but he's the biggest news story every week, regardless of your political stance. Right. Like, and so there were just a lot of there's, so there's a lot of battles. Being, People that don't understand. Not been there before. They don't understand behind the scenes when you're producing a show like that. You've got oh, to yeah. answer to the network and the studio. And, you're, and our network was so great to us. I, I really want to say that when yeah. Joan was alive, they the network never ever killed a joke. Legal would sometimes right. step in and go, I have to kill this. And even then, we had this amazing uh, lawyer named Brian Talevi, um, who was an out gay guy. I'm not outing him. He was right. out. Um, and he said to me at the beginning of the show, I can't let that joke go. It, but if you had worded it like, da, 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 then I could allow it. Right. Which, you know, you no you know, lawyer no. ever, t- they just redline they things give you and an there's option. no discussion. Yeah. And so he really taught me how to structure jokes so that he could legally allow them. Got it. And it's just about having that extra level of distance. Right. Joan saying, well, my nail girl told me that, da 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 And that helped buffer it. It right. wasn't Joan saying it. Right. Or, you know, really owning that, well, the rumor is, da 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 Then that's different than Joan saying it's it. Joan and saying so it. he was really, really kind to me. So then we were able to get a lot more things Pushed through. Pushed and through. then Joan was very smart because she always says you always have to have two decoy jokes in any script that are obviously legally impossible. Right. Because then once they've killed two things, 
they'll be less likely to kill other things, and those were the things you wanted anyway. So, like, she just taught me. Wow. Always, and isn't that, isn't that so smart? Yeah. Just give them a couple of things to cut, because then they feel like they justified their existence. Right. Everyone's got to kill two things. I saved the network. Right. Whew. But then they let the other stuff through. So the, the network was great to us. It was just the time. It was time. Everything now is bullying and body mm. shaming and slut shaming. And, and, you know, that's all true. I don't, we don't want to live in a world right. where there are all those things. But when a, when a person like a Joan Rivers is calling Kesha a slut, there's an element of ridiculousness right. there. I mean, Joan was basically a drag queen. Right. She's in 20 pounds she was of makeup. She on the joke. Fur. Right. So... Th- yeah, th- that's th- we've lost our perspective. We've lost the context. Well, that's what I mean. It's almost like we're. That's the problem now. Yeah. We're there's everyone's outraged yeah. at anything. There's no yeah. like. Pers- but people make blatant statements like "there's no such thing as a funny rape joke." And I right. go, well, I happen to know two females that have experienced a rape that have jokes about them that right. are fucking brilliant yeah so don't tell them they can't, they can't tell tip. their story in a way that I mean, you know you don't have to like every joke but yeah you're marching over a joke that's just dumb yeah you're gonna someone's gonna be offended for you know tig the, yeah tig like Nataro. look what tigs did with breast you know cancer and yeah. everything else and someone telling her right don't, don't make that funny cancer. how right. dare you it's like it's fuck shame. you i'm living and with i it. look i get it i'm me as a gay man who's never had an abortion, never gotten a woman pregnant. Okay, maybe you go, that's not a topic for you right. to joke about. Right. But I still think there's a way, I mean, obviously I'm super supportive of the issue, but there's a way I could joke about that topic. Right. But don't, don't say you, you can can't never. Say, I mean, yeah, you, know. you can't do that. Yeah. So that, a lot of people know Joan won The Celebrity Apprentice. You've probably yeah. been asked this many, many times. I don't know if they were... Donald and she were friends ever at any point. But, you know, people, celebrities talk about the Donald Trump before that yeah. everyone kind of knew in New York over the years, the celebrity Donald. Totally. That was a different person. I mean, I know some people that really liked him. And, th- I mean, they kind of thought he was sad in a way. But they mm-hmm. were, but you know what I mean? He was a Democrat. He was. Oh, I do know. Okay. So Joan, I always Joan think, of, what would Joan be? She would have been supporting him. Yeah. She would have been, and this is the first time I think I've ever said this into a microphone. I've thought a lot about it when Joan passed, like, would that have ended our relationship? Right. Would, how that I would wouldn't have, have been able to continue Working for her, if she was actively, cam- you know, if she was a Trump supporter, right? I, I wouldn't have been able to, and I- I- so I look back and I go, where? What was the thing that Trump would have done that would have been enough is enough for her? Right. But at the point when Joan passed away in September, I mean, we're, you know, we're coming we're, up. Well, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't believe it's going to be, you know, four years. Um, but when Joan passed away four years ago. He hadn't even announced. No. He was just thinking oh, about yeah. it and putting his toe in. So then all he was just, you know, there was build the wall, but it was also, I mean, you know, tax it's, cuts it's and regulations. And, just, yeah. and so, and she loved the idea of tax cuts. Right. She loved the idea of getting rid of some regulations and letting businesses mm-hmm. be more profitable because she believed. Right. You know, she did have a very big Republican streak. Right. Uh, you know, fiscally. Sure. And so... She liked the idea of him, and she liked someone. the idea of someone who's not a politician. Right. She liked the idea of someone who is going to tell it like it is. But I do think that very quickly, when he actually became 
one of the 18 that was running, she would have gone, okay, wait a minute. We, we can't trust can't a word out of his mouth. Because she goes, when, on Celebrity Apprentice, she goes, what I love about him is he's all showbiz. Right. He's all makeup right. and and hairspray, and there's no nothing real, real about there. him. She goes, I don't think he knows anything about real estate. I don't no. think he knows. He's just this great performer right. playing this. So she loved the buffoon character that right, he played right. and had great fun with him and I think was enjoyed being near him in social circles and events and stuff. But I want to believe that very, very quickly she would have gone, oh, Because you're me. right. She was like most people would have never thought he would ever even have a chance of winning. So it would be interesting to see because I know— And she loved the idea of somebody upsetting an apple cart. <laughs> she would have been like, let's write, let's hear Let's, let's see how he far yeah. he can go with right. this. And, and well, I was think like, about the no, jokes. No, no. I mean, the yeah, oh, yeah. What, it would have been a, a field day for you know jokes. But, yeah. But, but I just go, God, I wonder how many of her fans she would have lost mm-hmm. over supporting him before she— I, I, you, you know, you have to just, I'm not a person who believes everything for a reason. That's right, not w- right. what I believe. But even I look back and I go, she went at the exact right the timing. Time. I hate it. I miss her. Oh, I miss her for all of us. Of course. But, you know, she had three hit television shows. Yeah. She was selling out concerts every single weekend. QVC, she was flying off the shelves. She had seen Melissa was a, is a really happy, content, complete Great person. grandson. Cooper oh. is going to go to college this fall. Like, I mean, you know, she saw that Cooper was, he was 14, and she knew he's going to be a really Everything good was going to be okay. And I do think... You know, she did a big, a good show the night before, and she got to go in for a procedure, which was her favorite. <laughs> you know, if only it would have been an eye job. That right. would have been the only way it could have been more fun Can for her. Can you imagine? But, you know, and then she just didn't ever wake up. So she was already getting pushback from certain jokes in her act. Right. And, you know, she hated when people would... You know, when people would hiss during the show, she would just get so angry. And, you know, there were... So maybe it's the you know Timing. maybe it was the right time. Well, she, I I think she used to say many times you want to go out on top. You know, oh God, she's yeah. always used to say, yeah. why not leave? You know, so I, of course I miss all of the great jokes sure. that she would have had, and yeah. I still sometimes will something will happen in the news, and I'll have to pull over to write to, down the joke that I would have texted to her, and uh, I go, oh, I can't text it to oh. her. You know, that's a bummer. But the um, jokes are there. And yeah. that's what they're inspired by her. So that's yeah. yeah. And so sometimes it's a joke I can use in my stand up, although <clears throat> joke you know, I, I can't use jokes about my dry vagina. They just don't really work <laughs> for me. You know, I mean maybe if I was in Palm Springs. But right. no. Um but so uh, <laughs> but you know, I do these shows with Joan's favorite Fa- Joan Rivers impersonator. Wonderful. His name is Joe Posa. Posa. And um and we do shows together uh, all over the country and in Mexico. And so I have written some Trump jokes and some jokes that, he, that I would have given to Joan that I can write for this Joan. Yeah. And it makes me still feel a little closer to her. And it, yeah. So that's, you know, that, that's it's a bittersweet. Healthy thing it's for bittersweet. Me. Oh, yeah. It's mostly yeah. bitter. But yeah. yeah. Wow. Are you in touch with Melissa? Are you guys? I haven't spoken to her in a while, yeah. but I mean, I will love Melissa like forever. We, she had no choice the day that uh, Joan and I met kind of as a fluke she said to me you're my new head writer and she just sort of adopted me mm-hmm. 
I didn't even know it that day, but she just really adopted me and was like, she knew, all right, he's one of us. Right. And she had this sort of collection of misfits. I used to call us the dented cans because, <laughs> you know, at the grocery store, there's always that shelf with all the dented cans that are marked down. Right. And, you know, and I was like, God, we were all in the, the back the of the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was our whole, the whole team. Everyone just right. had a little couple of things wrong with them. And it was so great because those bus. are the best people. And. And and so I don't think Melissa really. I think she was just sort of like okay. stuck with me, and she was always good to me. Yeah. And, and we had some great arguments that were really good and productive. Right. And it was it's good to have people that you trust that you can disagree right. with. And she's a spectacular mother. Which she's a smart Joan smart used to. Woman. Joan was so open about saying that she was not a good mother when when she, when yeah. Melissa was young. Yeah, and the fact that Melissa grew up to be a great mother and broke yeah. that cycle is all Melissa. All uh, credit right, goes to her. Right. So, and Cooper is a, a great guy. Oh, he's dynamite. Yeah, he's so great. I haven't seen him. Big in shout the, out been to like them. Two years oh. since I've seen Cooper. No, wow. a year ago, last October. Yeah, he's fourteen episode. now. No, he's eight. He'll be oh, eighteen this December. Oh, he was fourteen when she passed. Oh my God. Yeah, he's 18. his birthday is December first. He's going to be eighteen. Oh, Oh my God! I know he's a cute, remarkable, so handsome, good-looking guy. Um, I predict he's going to go into politics. You think? Because he was brokering peace between his mother and grandmother <laughs> for <laughs> Early his entire on. life. I'm sending send him to the Middle East. Oh he'll he'll God. be able to get a deal. He because they fought. Jonah Melissa fought. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We all know. And yeah. so, but Cooper, he is just, he's unflappable. That's amazing. And he's going to be the best husband ever because he was raised by two really strong yeah. women right. that are great women. Right. And so he knows how to treat yeah. a lady. How to treat a lady. So I think he'll be a catch. That's amazing. So when you started acting first, right? Were you acting yeah, before you did stand up? Yeah, I was acting and that's just not what I love. I right. just, you know, there's so many people that love disappearing into a character, Jasper Cole. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I think I'm way more interesting. The hello. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think what I'm good at is just being, being me. Um, and the only, and the freedom, any acting I do is just me saying these lines the way I would say them. Right. Which is, Kind of acting, Which is but kind not of what really. We do, it's really, kind of not but, really yeah. acting. And so I admire true actors. Uh, I am not. Yeah, but and you did. You started in the business. Yeah, yeah. Acting. I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and right. got all the good training. Right. And, but no, I just you know. And um, but my mother always said I should do stand up, and and I happened to be on this. Uh, Kathy Griffin's reality right. show, the first season, and then got on this like nighttime soap, a telenovela that telenovela, was in English. Yeah. And they asked if I would do stand-up for this benefit, thinking that I was a comic. And it was for Glisten, which right. does great work for right, gay right, youth. Right. And so I was like, okay, I want to be a gay guy that shows up. Yeah. And so I went and did 12 minutes at the Laugh Factory, which is my favorite room in town. Uh, and it was like me and Jason Stewart and Alec Mappa and like these really the great originals. comics. And, um, I, and did 12 minutes and walked off stage and was like, oh, my God. My mother was right. I mean, moms are always right. This and is what that, I should have been doing. And it's just something you did. It yeah. wasn't like you did. And so that like, was 11 years ago. And that's, wow. and from doing the stand up just for free at Akbar and, you know, Mickey's and shit right. for free, that's where Ed Boyd, who was an executive producer on The Soup, was a, a fan of my stand up. And when they were going to do the female version of The Soup, called The Dish, he reached out to me and said, hey, would you come be the gay guy in the room with all these female writers? And 
just and gave me a television career. Wow. I mean, really generous. And Edward from Boy, your to stand-up. this day, yes, yes, to this day we're friends. And and he's brought me on a bunch of other shows, and we get to work together every so often. And I owe all of my television career to him. And then the big jump was Joan, right? You know, and so I really have had some people really be great. And it makes me so angry that I feel like gay men in particular are not supportive Supportive. of LGBTQ artists. And yet I've been very blessed that two gay men, Joan Rivers and Edward Boyd, (laughs) uh, were the reason that I have, you know, everything that I have career-wise. But I just... I get so mad when our gay media, you know, Guy Branham wrote this amazing book that came out Guy. last week. Oh, he's genius. Yeah. I mean, and and he wrote this book and to watch him jumping through hoops to try to get press and he was managed to get a lot, but I look at a lot of the gay media outlets that didn't why is he not on the cover uh, of every brilliant. fucking gay why is he not on the cover of Guy's magazine? Brilliant. Why is it Nick Jonas and his fucking engagement watch? You know, 2018, when, like, I I get it, hot guys in their underwear, but can we, is there a certain point where we can celebrate something, something else of substance. than a hot yeah. straight guy who's an Instagram model? Right. Like, I, it just makes me so mad. Yeah. yeah. When there are these gay, you know, the, the gay culture is so rich, and there are out there, Mateo Lane and, and Joel Kim Booster, there are all these amazing, great comics, comics that are out there, and I'm like, why are they struggling to get press right. when we... The fags, we make all the decisions in Hollywood. Right. Why the gay are, mafia. Why is Matteo Lane not in everything? Everything. Why is he not the bitchy flight attendant in every goddamn movie being made right well, now? Well, like you I, said, it's the it's the prejudice within the yeah. culture, you know? It just makes me mad. But, but yet, we will find a Michelle Wolf who also is a massive talent. Right. And just decide, oh, okay, well, we love, to, we love a woman. That we can all, all the gay guys can be in love with. Right. We love a Chelsea or a Kathy Griffin or a Lisa Lampanelli or a, we, lo- you know, a Margaret Cho, Cho. and they're talented. I'm right, not right, right, all right. But it's like, when's the last time? And Guy talks about this in his book. You know, when's the last time that we got that excited about but, another gay guy? You know, now that you're bringing up a great topic, as a, even as a gay man, yeah. I hadn't even thought about this. Like, yeah. I think that's why a lot of gay. Men, we're attracted to people like Kathy and and Chelsea right. and these people. But you're right. There's not. Well, you're one. Well, and gay and, and guy Branham has this really great point that he makes in his book about it coming back to our own internalized Internal homophobia, homophobia and our own shame that we still haven't resolved. That we don't like seeing another gay guy talking in a gay voice, talking about gay stuff, but yet we love a woman who's an atypical woman. Right. We love Michelle Wolf with her weird voice and Kathy with her weird voice yes. and this one with, you know, and and we love Joan with her crazy drag queen look right. because she's other and right. we think of ourselves as other, but yet we don't want someone who's that close Chew on to the us. Nose. Because then, then that makes us, which is sad. Because I know. We, wow, that's interesting. I, I don't want about that, that to be right, but I think the guy has a great point. Everyone, pick up Guy's book. For it, the, it's a great. It is a great book. You can get it on Amazon. Yeah, Guy was, I guess, best known originally being on Chelsea Handler. He was on, yeah, yeah, and, he was on Chelsea, and he wrote on uh, the Mindy Project, right. and he has his own, own show, show called uh, uh, Talk Show, the Game Show, which is on the True Network, which is you know produced by Wanda Sykes, right. And her producing partner. So, you know, it's funny how the lesbians will fight for the, the, gay, the gay males. Um, and, you know. Except Ellen. 
Um, not so much. Not yeah, so much, not Ellen. So much. Bless her heart. Well, you know, I haven't heard a good story she's about She's doing Ellen. there. You'll never. It's no. You but again, Middle America loves her. And look, and she's what she's done for gay visibility. I mean, to me, she's like a Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> I don't. I don't That's a think good point. she's a good person. That's a good I think point. she's done a lot of good by just existing at the level of celebrity that she's at. Right. And I enjoy watching Ellen's show mostly. I think that, you know, but, um, you know, I'm so mad. Caitlin, today, did you see that she wants, no. she wants to be a villain in a Marvel movie? Okay, well, she already is a villain. Yeah, I'm like, well, well what would your character well, name be? The Republicant? <laughs> like, well, like I mean, her, talk her about it. Her ego be, is her superpower would be being able to overlook any fact that's presented right in front of her face, <laughs> including her children. And you know, her her weakness, of course, would be driving. Driving, but um, I just like you, fucking asshole. She's but so I gross. I celebrate her as a member of the LGBT community, and she has done such great work for trans visibility, which really, really is so important right now. She's also an asshole. Both can be true. But where's why aren't we celebrating Candace Kane? And people like that yeah. who have been pioneers. Are you watching Pose? Have you watched yeah, Pose I, on Netflix? Yeah, and it's funny because I hated the pilot. Me too. I was. I thought it was amateurish. Me too. I, the pilot to me was two rich 50-year-old gay men at the Beverly Hills Hotel basically remembering Paris' burning, which they saw eight yes. years ago, and, kind, and just that, this really soft focus retelling. I don't know what it but was. that show... Honey. Again, I'm like, I'm going to T-vote every week and I'm going to watch it because I want to go to fucking support. Me too. But I, what I loved was uh, Blanca in the pilot. I thought, oh, this bitch better win an Emmy. She, Even though I hated this pilot, that was the best unknown actress in a pilot I've ever seen in my life. And then by episode three, the show really completely became in. Yeah. really good. And then by the last two or three episodes, it was Great. Brilliant! It was as good as any episode of the West Wing or fucking even. I mean, House the Billy cards. Porter so, character totally so great, so great. and came. he's a national treasure. Yeah, I mean, how about when they sang at the at the at the hospital? It was beautiful. It was. Beautiful. I didn't even know I, she sang these. I, I knew well, Billy I don't think did. That was but, her voice? I don't think that oh. was her voice. I think that that was uh, like a Marnie Nixon kind of a situation. Oh, okay. Um, but. Because, I mean, boy, really, boy. she belted. And the one, the, the actress that played Angel, I wish I knew their names. I, know. I feel like a I, dick. I, um, the, these two women, these trans actresses are... And there's like five like, I feel like I feel like it's important to call them trans actresses for visibility, but they are capital A actresses. Actresses. Put them up against any Anybody. actress in the business. Yes. They're spectacular. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, it's phenomenal. So for anybody who remembers Paris is Burning, that was the documentary, or yeah, documentary yeah. Oh, back God, in yeah. the early 90s, I guess. But um, Yeah, I mean, even the, I think the 80s, I think it was, it was like, I think yeah. it was while I was even still in high school, but yeah. it really was, you know, if you have ever laughed at anything that was said on RuPaul's Drag Race, it it's, was it's, in Paris is burning thirty years ago. Yeah. So that's where it all came from. And you know, and Madonna's and, voguing. And so oh, hello. All that stuff is. That's super probably your important. agent calling. I am saying, so sorry. Him what kind of an asshole leaves his show? His ringer on. Maybe that's Dominic trying. I to think tell it us. was an alarm telling me I'm being too self righteous. <laughs> 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 but no. So everyone should check out Pose. They got picked yeah, up for a second season. It's, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. It's so be bravo to Ryan Murphy for that one. Because yeah, and I'm you know I've never met him, but I am told that he goes to great lengths to have women and people of color mm -hmm. and you know gay people represented and behind the camera yeah on his shows because he's in a position of power so yeah. good for him he I is he is a great guy um <laughs> 
And then back to Pose, uh, the, uh, another brilliant part of Pose is that other storyline that's going on with the uh, the Trump like character and the that the married guy in the, in the suburbs that's mm-hmm. having the affair. I think it's brilliant how they sort of have these two worlds yeah. going on. I think it's fascinating. That I, I think that there are a lot of men, be they straight or bi or where they fall on the spectrum, that are particularly turned on by trans women. Right. That's legit, you right. guys. And that's been around for Always. And, and, you know, I think that it is only a good thing that we're talking about mm-hmm. this stuff now. And, 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 you know, I think that it's okay to be uncomfortable uh, when you are face-to-face with a kind of person who you've never been around before. Right. That's okay. We right. can acknowledge that. Right. Um, but I, I think that so much of this, like the bathroom bills, are just, you know, capitalizing on people's fear. Fears. Because I think anyone, when you really go, like, but I mean, listen, I've worked at restaurants and had to clean women's bathrooms. Hey, hello. So nobody's seeing anything right. in there. Guy, people think the men's restroom is so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> men's rooms, at least, you know, your dicks are out. And right, usually yeah. now there's like little walls between <laughs> the urinals and stuff. But, you know, but like, so the idea of a trans woman in the stall next to you, right. you'd have no idea what woman is in the stall no. next to you. Like, it's just nonsense. No. It's just, and we have the unisex bathrooms it's just now anyway. Yeah. yeah. But it's interesting because back to the sort of prejudices, I've heard, I've heard gay men be sort of prejudices against trans. Like, say, yeah. I, recently I had a gay guy say to me, you know, I just don't get them. I just don't understand Holy them. Holy fuck. And I said to him, do you realize... That's appalling. I said, do you realize... And this is like a really sure. open mind... I said, but do you realize that's what people said about us? Thank you. 40 years ago or... And by the way, what's for you to get? It's not your life. Yeah, it's but he was life. almost like... So what do you need? She doesn't need you to get anything. He was like, not only angry, but yeah. dismissive. It was almost like... I just don't get them. And I go, who needs needs you to get them? And this is like a really kind of flamboyant, feminine, you know, gay man who I'm sure had his own journey that was, yeah. So I just thought, wow, okay. Why do you want to pass that on? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about. The sort of the prejudice. Go on Grindr. (laughs) The amount of people that will just put no Asians. Are you serious? Or whites only, or not into black guys. I'm like, you fucking typed that (laughs) in 2018? Fuck you. I hope your dick rocks off. (laughs) You know what I mean? I hope you I mean, as a married guy, see, I'm missing out on all this world of. I can't believe that we as gay men, I mean, I immediately messaged them. I was going to say, you asked. I can't believe you typed that with your fingers in 2018. Because, listen, everyone's going to have their preferences and what you respond to and what you don't. But I don't give a fuck what kind of ugly, yucky monster guy says hello to you on Grindr. Block them. Block them. Or just say, hey, thanks. It's not a match, but have a great night. Do they write you back when you confront them? Do they ever come back to you? Yeah, because that's the other thing is, you know, I've learned you can't block them until they respond because you need to make sure they saw the message. And if you send a message but then block, it it goes away and they don't actually... Like, what what is their defense? Just a preference. They always say the same thing. Just a preference. Don't judge me. Well... (laughs) <laughs> seems to me that you're judging a whole lot of people. Wow. We're all just here to get our dick sucked. Hello. And now suddenly you're going to get all high just and mighty? Preference. Yeah. You've got, like, you're just looking for a wet hole. Do and you're going to really rule out, like, who, look at your life right now. Hello. 
Do they ever I, put I, just, I, just? Do you ever hear? Do, does anyone ever put no whites? No Caucasians? No. No, but they should. That's what I'm saying. But, you know, I mean, if they did, I'm sure they would get a rain of hellfire. But that's on the them. whole like, problem. Oh, how dare you? That's, that's reverse racism. That's what's happening in the world. You know, like, let's li- stop that light. Reverse racism is not a thing. Right. Okay. Hello. Yeah. There are times when, if you have been the only white person and you've walked into Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, you felt like people were staring at you. Well, or now maybe you know how it feels. But yeah, that's a lot of people's daily existence. Thank so you. Fucking deal with it for an hour. Thank you. And no, I don't think they're spitting in your food. As someone who has spent a lot of time at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, Believe me, they're not spitting your food. It's fucking awesome. And as someone that was a waiter for many years, I would yeah. never have spit in someone's food, of course. No. no. Although right. I will tell you this. I was once at a very a famous restaurant here in L.A. Uh, with, uh, well, I don't want to identify it. because but anyway, <laughs> anyway, Rick Santorum came and oh. sat at the table next to me. Oh. And I loudly said, waiter, can I have it to go? I need a box for this. I can't eat my food next to him. And my friends like thought I was doing a bit, right. and they were shocked when I wrapped my steak up and Hello. walked out. Um, but as it turns out, I went to high school with someone who knows someone who. Anyway, I have it on good authority that it's possible that his food did get spit. Oh, well, that Rick Santorum did get a little, get a little extra. Oh, just, it may have been dropped on the kitchen little floor. Extra is all I'm sauce saying. In his, uh, Not a Alfredo. crime. No one committed a crime. Don't don't at me. <laughs> Allegedly, uh, but yeah, he's a piece I, of work. Good. He's, I hope it. You know. Well, my new boyfriend is Chris uh, Cuomo on CNN. Do you watch? He's great. Oh my he, god! How, there they are these hit him straight away. Men that have gotten to the point where now they're queening out, <laughs> and I love it so much. <laughs> it, Chris Cuomo's doing it. Lawrence O'Donnell, O'Donnell yeah. is just he's angry Tim Gunn to me <laughs> at this point, and I love it. And I'm sure he's straight and married. I don't know Whatever. his life, but he's like the cuntiest queen on TV right now and I'm living Chris for it. Chris does not yeah. he Chris goes, Cuomo is like I'm good looking I was at the gym this morning I'm a political family I'm fuck you up on pre-workout and I'm not taking let's your bullshit let's get at it as he says and he it. just goes right for it I like that that mm-hmm. he's he and you know he comes from the political background so when yeah. he has like a Giuliani on you know he's probably known Ju- since he was a, right. a kid well wasn't he at wasn't he at 2020 before he went to CNN? Uh, I think Chris Cuomo used to be ABC. I think he was. So, yeah, he's been in the game with he's these been people. In the game. That's, what That's what a lot yeah. of these journalists will tell you is yeah. I've spent years in conversations with most of these people. Right. And the way they behave now is as if, as if we've never met. And right. you just want to say to them on Hello. camera, Rudy... I, I've interviewed you 10 times where you said the opposite of what you're You've saying. You've probably now. been at my, house, my dad's yeah. house for dinner. So. My brother's house for dinner. So yeah. But you know, then Trump just says, "Don't believe, don't what it, what you're seeing and what you're hearing." It's is all not fake real. news and fake media. And uh, well, so Tony predicts we have a prediction that Trump will be there for six years. We, we're stuck I, I think with he him. Should and I hate to say it because I don't want it to be true. I just think that we're looking at mitigating disaster right. here, and I think that if he doesn't get reelected that you then have given him a life until the day he dies where the, that large, you know, uh, what 20-some-odd percent of the nation right. is going to always, he's going to be their Jesus. Right. And if you just let him have his eight years, as horrifying as it is, then when they go, well, I still love Trump, you go, yeah, 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 and he had mm-hmm. his eight. He yeah. had his eight years, and now he's 
he's a former president, and now he can play all the golf he wants, right. and he can weigh in on... It's a good like, point of view. I haven't heard this. This is I, good. I think the only way to, to diminish... You know, it's sort of like the fires that are happening in California, and they're like, no, we do. We have to let them burn, burn themselves out. out. I kind of think that Trump is just like that fire. You gotta let him burn it's out. A lot of heat, and God knows it's orange, and it makes my <laughs> it's a eyes lot hurt. Of smoke. But like, you've got to just let it. Play, you know, play and if out. We can direct it as much as possible. But right. No, that's a good I don't point. Think I there's enough really... water in the world that could just douse all of that energy all that, that yeah. is built up behind it. I haven't it. thought of that. I, I've said to people, you know, we survived Bush for eight years. God, wouldn't we wish he was back now? But, um, I mean, you know, we didn't think we could survive that as dumb as he was. Right. And we did. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean this, so, is, this you know, is really... There's just a lot of fear. You know, back to the Bill Maher show. I, mm-hmm. Did you see the night Michael Moore was on the last yeah. time? I mean, mm-hmm. it was pretty scary. They they right. had people re- ready to jump off the building. You know, Michael mm-hmm. Moore not only looked like he was about to literally die yeah. with diabetes or whatever, but yeah, I mean, I mean, he doesn't look well. No, he yet. he lo- he looks he does he looks sickly. He yeah. looks um, Pain, very you know, whatever. I, I, I but know, they're well, so fearful of what you yeah. know. They're they're giving Trump so much power. It's like they're so convinced that uh, he's taking over the world and it's going to be the end of the world. So it's hard to sort of balance that. I don't le- I don't have fear about the nukes. Right. That's just so. S- like surreal and over the top to me, and also if it happens, well, we're done anyway. You know, it's just going to be sharing the cockroaches. Right? So that's Hello, their problem. one of the but, Jones' best jokes. Yeah, but but you know, I am. Um, but the other, the, the Supreme Court justices, those are I'm like we. This Kavanaugh is a frightening, yeah. frightening person. Person, and I don't think there's any chance that the Democrats are going to be able to stop him. And to my point, do you think the Democrats, we can get our shit together no. even for November? No, because I think that, I mean, look at what the Green Party did in the, the special elections that happened yesterday. Right. They, you know, a, they it, were enough of a spoiler that they diminish our effectiveness. Right. And so everyone is entitled to their vote, but we have to understand that for the foreseeable future, there are only two choices. True, true. There is not a third choice, no. and it might be a great choice, and it might be your preference, but we're not dealing with what we want. No. We need to deal with what we need. Need. Yeah, you got to vote blue. And you have to also try to step outside of yourself enough to go, what is for the good of the most? What's the most. And these Green Party choices, while I agree <clears throat> with so much of what they're saying, if they can't win, then you've got to take your second best choice right. that actually could win right. and keep all of these marginalized groups safer. Safer. Yeah. It's back to the Bernie, whatever happened. I mean, I, yeah. I had not been called a faggot. Not I mean to my face at least. It had been like twenty years, and since the election, I'm now someone that's calling me a yelling faggot at me once I don't know every month, every other month, right? And it's like that is connected to that, yeah. And I live a great, easy, you know, life here in L.A. or in Phoenix. Like I'm not dealing with what a lot of gays are dealing with in other parts of the country, but it's that's a real thing. I know it's scary. I'm going back to Georgia. My. My best friend, one of my best friends from high school is Brian Kemp, who's mm. running for the governor of Georgia. Oh, congratulations. The one that said he was going to round everyone up with the pic. He, he had the commercial with the oh, shotgun. Oh, fuck him. You know him? His family. His family. God damn it. I, he's like, it's like when people talk about Trump. Like, I don't know who this person is. That commercial 
is literally like a funny or die thing. And, and, and even the serious. voice he's doing, I don't know who that person is. The accent and that's he's where using. your closest friends? Well, he was. Now, remember, I've been out of high school since 82, but oh, I've but, gone to every reunion. But it's not like you speak to him regularly. I last saw him at the high school reunion uh, uh, 2012, and <clears throat> he was perfectly fine. I mean... Well, no, he probably wasn't, but well, you just didn't... It's horrifying because... It's so horrifying that he's now in a position to actually become the governor. And yet we all, people who know him, know that he's playing a character. Yeah, but... I mean, that's what I mean. He's playing it, a character that can affect the lives... That's the vote. thing. He's playing a character that's going to vote yeah. right down the line for the Trump agenda. Right. And, so, and we're just hard, character like, schmerichter. What we're just like, is who, who is the fuck is this person? And then we've got... Friends that are the, the the there's a line now divided like okay it's, it's sort of like the regional version of a Trump you know like mm-hmm. a state version of a Completely. Trump I totally where, I totally get this now with people who knew Trump before because we're all going uh what but they can't excuse no just because it's a character it results He's, matter that's right and so I. When he won the primary a couple of weeks ago, I actually was trying to do this like I, congrats on I on on the success like you worked hard to get this uh, win or whatever. And oh then God. the very next week he comes out. He's he says you, he you will need s- to type burn in hell. He not will congratulations. He says he will sign that religious freedom bill. Of course he will. That the other governor vetoed two years ago right. only because they threatened to shut down right. Hollywood in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Brian comes out a week after I congratulate him on the win, saying mm-hmm. the anti-LGBTQ bill. And mm-hmm. I thought, fuck yeah. you and your entire family at this right. point. Because now you're, you're really hitting close to, to me and what really— Well, and what's her name? Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams. Right. God, she's magnificent. I'm, I'm going there the whole month next month, and I'm going to campaign for her oh, in that's Georgia. Oh, tremendous. Yeah. She is just a delight. I mean, um, how about great it would be if this wonderful black female beat his beat ass? Him. For my state, especially, you know, you gotta remember, I grew up, Georgia was a Democratic state. Yeah. When I, I went, grew up. You know, I went to Roswell High my we, sophomore year. We one talked year, about yeah. that. And my dad is like one of the few Democrats left in his mm-hmm. friends group. And so I've watched my home state in the last, you know, I used to defend the South. I defended Atlanta. Right. You know, I used to say how mm-hmm, it's so mm-hmm. great. And then all during the years of Obama, it was the South was making progress. And now I'm like, fuck all of y'all. You have it's gone. It's just, there are two. It's just the division has gotten so big. There's, oh my God. There's the progressive South. There's, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. you're, again, your black people in the South and your minorities have really I mean, what they did in in uh, Alabama last year with Roy Moore, the black Arkansas, women, was that Arkansas uh, or Alabama? Al- Alabama. Alabama. Uh, that was Birmingham. incredible. They fucking got their shit together. Yep. They got done what needed to be done. I that's so admirable. But yeah, but but then the white oh the fear of it's the fear of the white feel like they're having this thing taken from them. And I mean, I've been gone thirty years from Georgia, and so I'm looking at these people I grew up with, and I'm thinking. Were you maybe you were always this way and your family was, but I just didn't know any different. Mm-hmm. But they are just like white supremacists now. Right. These were friends of mine in high right. school. So well, that's, that's wh- the danger of civility. Do we have time to talk about this? Oh yeah. We're, we're, I am of the school of the only thing that works is shaming. Shaming. None of this. Don't tell me you need to try to understand the right. Trump voter. You need to listen. You need to, 
No. No. They're, because I do understand why they made the choices they made, and I think they're despicable. Right. And I think that their choices are putting a lot of people at risk. I do too. And and so the only they're the booger eaters. Yeah. And the only reason that any child stops eating their boogers is because adults say they to them, shame them for it. Yeah. No one's going to be your friend if right. you always oh, have your finger up your nose, really, and yeah. the other kids are going to say that's gross. Right. And the other kids are going to, and you're never going to have any friends, and no one's going to like you. You have to stop doing. It. And that's why, that's why you outgrow it. it. That's right. why you stop eating right. boogers. And the Trump supporters are just the booger eaters. Right. And none of this, tell me why do you like boogers? No, no. <laughs> it's God damn it. Well, You're, it's only when these people lose enough friends mm-hmm. and family members. And you know, that's why I love every time you see a video of one of these congressmen getting yelled at in a diner and stuff. Public, make their life a living hell. They need to lose things. Yes. They need to lose their freedoms. Right. Exactly the way these marginalized groups have lost so of much course, of their— they don't and know what it's like. then they will realize, oh, now I'm going to just try it another way. Right. And then they'll realize the sky didn't fall, fall. when they let trans women use the bathroom right. of their choice. Right. Oh, my God, rapes didn't skyrocket. <laughs> the world didn't end. But the only way to get them— to try they have anything to fill a that way victim. They have to, to feel, shame them into they have to be, it. They have to be shamed into submission. Right. Yeah. Sorry, it's unpleasant. What, I hate saying it. No, no. It's an it's asshole the truth. world to live in, well, but that's the real world. Well, that's why I felt I was hypocritical. Mm-hmm. When I, 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 I knew I was hypocritical when I, when I was trying to like toe the line and, and congratulate this person yeah. that I thought I knew because I was trying to like applaud the old person and then I thought Jasper that's so in you know that's just disingenuous you can't do that you gotta call him an asshole like the rest of them so tell everyone where they can follow you on social media well I'm sure that I've just enchanted so many people your followers are gonna go (laughs) Um, right up yeah no Tony Tripoli I'm easy to find on Facebook and Twitter and even Instagram although I Hate I know. I'm trying All to thirst traps. I can't trying to learn and like follow it a little I more. Just but don't, yeah, I just don't want to. I don't need to see anybody's butt looking over their shoulder. Yeah, and, and your and, Insta like, story the thrill, or whatever. You're so fascinating. Um, none, <laughs> and no grinder. You're on grinder, right? And on grinder. So please and come Tinder find me. and yeah. No, not Tinder. <laughs> and I've never been on like Scruff for Jacked or the other ones. But you know, whatever. They're all the same. Right. Well, it's quality um, over quantity for you. Yeah. Well, no, it's just, it's just quantity. That's <laughs> really how it is. It's, you know, you shuck enough oysters, you find a pearl. You find a pearl. Um, but uh, no, but yeah, so please find me on the social media. And, and they can keep up and, with your stand-up schedules yeah, and what's happening. Com and, but it's really Facebook is my okay, that's platform of choice. Yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough for doing this. It's I so, love hanging out with you. I love talking. We talk all the time on Facebook. I know face to face is so much. It's fun. so much better, and you're so much. You're so much better looking in person. Oh God, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. So everyone, thank you again. Uh, we'll be back with another episode soon. Peace out, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Welcome to the Total Wireless Store, where total confidence awaits. I need a smartphone with an awesome camera. Got anything to fit a new dad's budget? Don't worry. You got this with Total Wireless. And now you can get $50 off on select phones $99 and up. My relatives won't miss a thing. Now you can focus on the important stuff, like diaper duty. Discover the Total Wireless Stores and get total confidence. The latest phones, the best network, all at great prices. Now open in New York. Limited time offer in 63018. Available while supplies last. Porting required for a non-track phone brand. Offer only available at Total Wireless Stores. Visit store for details.